I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, it's going pretty good. Awesome. Today we are chatting about My Darling Duke by Stacy Reed. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and or watching? Um, well, this is the only book I read. Yeah, likewise. Um, Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Mom has no excuse. Mom could be reading more. Uh, whatever. But I, um, I, I do what I want. Um I've been watching, I just finished the whole series of Very Scary People with Johnny Wahlberg, host of Very Scary People. And you know what? Serial killers are bad dudes. (laughs) And they're always dudes. Dudes. (laughs) There's probably a female. Oh, not always. But the one that they talked about was that. The Charlize Theron movie. Arnos or Arlos or something like that. I can't remember the name. But um, she was not a, she was not a good person. I remember when they were interviewing her, like they have actual tapes of some of the interviews with them afterwards. And she's like, I'm not a serial killer. I didn't, there's plenty of people that I ran into that I didn't kill. And I'm like, okay, so we're supposed to be grateful <laughs> that you didn't the... kill every single person you came in contact with. <laughs> I mean, I guess we should be grateful. I guess we that's... should be grateful. But also, that's not necessarily what a serial killer does. Um, I... Much like last week, um, have only watched Big Brother. <laughs> Starting to come to a close, um, but it's been it's been a really good season. It's been a fun one to keep up with too, um, and literally that's I've been sleeping, eating, working, and watching Big Brother. And working is what takes up the most of that time. Yes, that's usually most people's lives, honey. I know. Not mine, specifically. Yeah, not yours. I do nothing. (laughs) That's not true. I had a bunch of stuff going on this week. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know. I've had a couple shows on in the background while I've been working and stuff, but even those, I haven't been watching all that closely. Not while you're teaching. Not when, no. (laughs) When I come Listening to podcasts while you're teaching. I wish. Um, No, I've literally just been coming home and starting to work as soon as I get home. You do. You're going to burn yourself out. I I know. Well, I'm trying to, like, get ahead. I'm trying... Because, like, lately all I've been doing is, like, playing catch-up every week. And so I'm trying to, like, get ahead of it a little bit. So then I'm... You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I know you know. I've been there. I know. Um, The kids were better this week, though. I'm I'm starting to get, hopefully, a bit of a routine with them. I don't know. It'll all come together. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, yeah, hopefully. 
Um, okay, today we are chatting about My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. This is the first book in her Sinful Wallflower series, and it came out at the very end of 2019, like December 31st. So Wow, that is the end of 2019. Yeah, um, so it's as good as 2020, <laughs> the year that... Go down in infamy. The, the Voldemort year. Um... <laughs> The second book, Her Wicked Marquess, and the third book, A Scoundrel of Her Own, have both been released, and I would imagine that this is set for the rest of the Wallflowers to all get their own book. The second book is Marianne, and the third book is Ophelia. Ophelia. Which, oh, that's a fun name to say. Ophelia. Yeah. Um, that is not the name I know. <laughs> that just made me start to think, sing it. Um, okay, here is the back cover description for My Darling Duke. Miss Catherine Danvers is a desperate wallflower. Her family is on the brink of financial ruin, and it is up to her to save her mother and sisters from a life of indignities. So she transforms herself into the incomparable Kitty Danvers, the fiancé of the enigmatic and reclusive Alexander Masters, Duke of Thornton. Once dubbed the mad, bad, and dangerous catch of the season. Ten years ago, society and the woman Alexander Masters loved called him a monster after a tragic accident left him scarred and confined to a wheelchair. His heart exists in a cold, lonely exile until he learns he has a fiancé, a deceptive, clever, and utterly intriguing woman he's never met. Miss Danvers will now learn the consequences of engaging herself to the beast, for Alexander is determined to make her his. Soon they are involved in a chase, a clash of wills, and though he once vowed to never love again, he burns for the enchanting Miss Danvers, and denying his heart may cost him an exquisite love that happens only once in a lifetime. Mom. Ellen. What did you think of my darling Duke? Um, I'm going to give it a like possibly even a really liked. Um, there were a couple things that kept it from being a love for me. But, um, you know, I always like reading just a sweet little historical. Yeah, I think I'll go with a... I think I'll go... I'll give it a really like. Um, there's a couple... For me, because I, I was trying to think about, like, what kept this from being a love. And I think, for me, it had a lot of potential for... Um, for fun storylines that kind of got fizzled out, fizzled out quickly. Um, I think for me, there's too much time spent in Scotland. I think that they should have spent more time in London, kind of like deceiving the Tom and him kind of putting her in situations where she has to like act like a fiance, act like a fiance. I think that that like there could have been a lot of fun with that and I think heading into the book that's kind of what I was expecting and so then to not get that I was kind of just like oh um because Scotland there's not really any space for that you know for them to kind of have fun with that aspect of the story um and I think that would have made it because I do I do really like the premise of her it reminded me and which other people talk about as well of um, when Scott ties a knot. Oh, okay. Where she's writing letters. Ri writing letters, and then her George Glass shows up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and kind of like puts her on the spot with like, hey, okay, yeah, I, got, I got letters. Let's let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but they didn't capitalize on the fun of of that. I also would like to have, and I don't know if this is a question later because I always ruin those. But um, yeah, you do. I would have liked to have had more of her relationship with Penny. I would have liked to have seen more of because I. Penny, like, I actually teared up with some of her conversations with her brother, mm -hmm. um, and I really liked her as a character, but I would have liked to have seen her and Kitty interacting more, I think. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, I think, like, if, honestly, I think the book comes, for me, comes down to if they had spent more time in, Eng in London and less time in Scotland, I think I, because I wanted more interactions with the sisters, you know, both sets of yeah. sisters um and the wallflowers and the wallflowers and um i think kind of isolating them in scotland um there's a lot of the stuff that happens in scotland that started to become a little repetitive for me um which we'll talk about but that being said i thought that their romance was very sweet they have good banter in the beginning when, when he is kind of putting her on the spot with like, okay, I'm here. What are you going to do now? Well, and I think that um, had they stayed in London, I, I mean, they went to Scotland because they wanted to be able to put them in very precarious situations yeah. that wouldn't have gotten over. And I like the, I like the, I, I like the cottage scene. I like the cottage. I like, um, I like some of those things. The conservatory. Um, I just think that they get a little stretched out and I wish that maybe some of those scenes had happened while they were still surrounded by people who they were having and to like And the fact that they to. were engaged would have let them get away with a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that normally people wouldn't get away with. Mm -hmm. uh, so he could have really taken advantage of, hey, we're engaged so I get to do these things. Yeah. And, um, and that could have been more fun. That could have brought a little more levity to it. Mm -hmm. um, but they were sweet. I did like the romance. I did, you know, I liked the progression of all of that. I just, um, uh, I think it could have benefited from a different, I think some of, yeah, I've, I've said what I said. Yeah. So it was kind of a grumpy hero with a, with a, um, sunshine. Definitely Beauty and the Beast retelling. Yes. Like, definitely. Um, and we'll talk about that. But what did you think of Kitty or Catherine as our heroine? Um, I, I liked Kitty. Uh, yeah. She should have been a little more show, not tell. There's a lot of, um... In fact, we were discussing that yeah. before. Um, we're, you're getting told that she's a lot of these things, but sometimes it's not. And I didn't love that, like, all of the bravado and stuff just gets told to us through scandal sheets. I think... I mean, and we see her, like, stand up to him a lot, which is, which helps with that, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, well, there was just a lot of times where he's like, oh, you're so impudent, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of that. I get a, I get some taste of it, and I guess for back then, that probably was, mm -hmm. but, um, or he's like, oh, she's just so fiery, and she stands up to things, and it's like, okay, but we didn't, I didn't feel like we saw a lot of that yeah. until maybe later on, but I wasn't, I couldn't understand why he was falling for her because of that, when really there hadn't been a lot of that. Yeah. Other than the fact that she said she was engaged to him when she was Well, wasn't. and I think she's this girl who has always been 
fiery, but it's kind of like hid that light under a bushel. Mm -hmm. And so even some of that could have been um, more fun to see, you know, her kind of struggling with like this exterior that she's always put out, but now like kind of coming into her own a little bit with her fiery bravado-ness. Yeah. And even her friends were like, um, you've never backed down from a challenge. And it's like, well, we've never seen that really. I mean, we've been told that she's kind of taken her family under our wing, but we haven't seen her like actually stand up and fight for it other than her saying she's engaged to the Duke and she's not. So it would have been nice to see a little more of her personality brought out that way. Yeah. Um, I do really like, though, this initial premise of she just sees an opening and takes it. (laughs) Yeah, we're engaged. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, really just... And just goes with it. Runs to the hilt with it. I mean, reporters are asking her questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Writes me poetry and... (laughs) Yeah, so I liked all of that, but again, I think that there was a lot of, like, um, room where we could have had even more fun with some of that stuff. Um, well, it was a lot of, we got what they wrote in the scandal sheets, but we, like, we didn't actually see her interview or, or what she actually said to the reporters. So yeah. it would have been more fun to have kind of more of those situations. And I think I just would have liked more situations where she's kind of put on blast in front of him, where she's, like, having to, like makeup lies while he's standing there and just you know I think that that could have been fun but um because the scene where he comes into the ballroom and she like drops her champagne glass I mean that was fun and um then she has to go up and pretend like oh hi Hi, honey darling (laughs) and and like that's the first time they're meeting ever (laughs) and so it would have been and that was a lot of fun and it would have been fun to have more of that kind of stuff yeah that's where I'm at um but I did I did like her devotion to her family and how she's just kind of like, look, I just need to get these girls married off. <laughs> and and then I can be ruined after that. Yeah. I, that's fine. And I can just go live my life and do the things that I want to do. And, um, and then, you know, as they start to fall in love, she starts to make room for him to be in, involved in that. Um, and I will say, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm yeah, going to do. Um, I will say this book suffered from a little, from first bookitis somewhat. Do you have a question about that? Am I ruining mm-hmm. it? In that, so we have Kitty and then she's got, what, three sisters? Yeah. And then we've got her wallflowers and there's like five of them. And so trying to keep track of all these women. And, and ha- Penny. And so Penny. Wallflowers, <laughs> Penny, and like, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming this series is uh, all the wallflowers, but I would like to see Penny and... Yeah. Um, so maybe there'll be a, a, I don't know. a sister's group or maybe they'll extend the wallflowers to include some of these girls. I yeah. don't know. But um, so but trying to keep track of all these women and how and there was even some people that they brought up. And I'm like, OK, now who, who is Well, this? and that's the problem. That's what I mean with. Um, I mean, I realize that we're you're right now saying that it, it suffers from first book. But the thing is, is like we didn't even really get to know a lot of the wallflowers. Right, it's right. just like they're just kind of mentioned. And so then when they're mentioned again, it's like, OK, which one was she? Because yeah. it's like we didn't really get to know her. And they don't even give us a, a sense of each of their personalities. Yeah. Um. You know, I was I was comparing it before to the Duchess deal. And in that one, each of the girls in their little group has such a different personality that right off the bat, you kind of you equate them with their Mm-hmm. eccentricities or whatever mm-hmm. and we didn't have a chance for that to even build up in this so I will say though that um 
the kind of setups to some of these books, I am intrigued I by. I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the next one, the Mar- Marcus. Yeah, the... Um, Is it Marianne's book? Marianne's book. Yes, I'm intrigued by that one. I think the one that I'm most intrigued by is Charlotte, who's setting up... Obviously got a scandalous thing going on. Yeah, I'm interested in that one. Um, But yeah, so... uh, Yeah. But... And I would have liked to have gotten more of a taste of who these scandalous wallflowers are and how they came to be kind of thing. Um, Especially because it is the setup for this series, but... Um, but Kitty slash Catherine, um, I liked her. I, uh, felt for her later on when yeah. she's dealing with, um, when he was kind of a dick to her. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, but, and I appreciated her, you know, fighting for her family and just going ham on <laughs> making things happen. I did appreciate that. What did you think of Alexander as our hero? Well, Alexander had a journey in this book, did he not? Alexander <laughs> had a journey. A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. A-R. We are meant to be. There we go. See, <laughs> not like, a spelling name. No. <laughs> anyway, um, he was obviously a little broken, a little, um, and not just physically, yeah. If anything, and this is a terrible thing to say, but I kind of got tired about hearing about his ailments. Is that a terrible thing to say? Does that make me a horrible person? I mean, for other reasons too. <laughs> but um, that—that's what got repetitive for me. Is and I get that he had pain, and I get all of that. And man, though, it would—it really would suck to have have anything like that back, back in then. that day because it's like. You don't, you don't have Tylenol. You don't have Motrin. You don't well, have any Well, and it's probably that. something that now they could just go in and do, like, surgery on one of his discs or something, and mm-hmm. the pain would be gone, and he'd be, like, good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway. I liked that he was more than just scarred. I feel like a lot of times we have, like, these scarred heroes where it's just like, okay, get over it. Like, <laughs> your face is a little messed up. Yeah. So are all of ours. <laughs> like, it's okay. You know, um, so I liked that he had a little bit more going on and that he, I mean, this is really something he's been healing from for, I mean, for and still yeah. is actively healing from. And so, um, you know, and I like the moment where his doctor, you know, he's saying like, Hey, stuff's, stuff's starting to happen down there for me. And he's like, you've literally just been having to focus on only healing yourself All for the, the past pain. two, 10 years. And so... Now you're entering a phase where, like, you can think about other things as well. Um, and so I liked that, like, in our, in terms of our damaged heroes, he, like, actually was a little bit more damaged than the others. Um, so then it it felt less, like, oh, what Self, was me? Self-pity. Yeah. Um, and the moment where he's telling her about his dreams and how um, he loves his dreams, that was really sweet. And, like, so... I appreciated a lot of that stuff. Um, sometimes he was a bit too mercurial for me. Like, he was mood swing to the yeah. nth degree. Like, <laughs> he would go from, like, jaunty, teasing, laughing to, like, pissed off in two seconds flat. And it was usually because his leg started hurting. And it's like, bro, like, chill out. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it that your leg starts hurt, like starts hurting, but don't take it out on me. <laughs> and stop being such a freaking baby that you can't even like let anybody see any sort of, you know, yeah, weakness, weakness in you. In you. Um. But, you know, like, toxic masculinity was way worse back then than it is now. So maybe that's part of it. Um, and honestly, like, my biggest thing with his um, injury was I just kept wanting them to have sex so that they could just figure out that he... Because I knew that it was going to be... So I'm just like, you guys, try to have sex so that we can... Well, they did try and it nearly killed him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but even that doesn't happen until, like well into the book and so I was just like can we just try or like because his doctor even tells him no but his doctor even tells him at one point like try to pleasure yourself and see if you can get something going and he still doesn't even do that and I'm like those are doctor's orders sir yeah sir take take advantage of that (laughs) well and especially while he was like falling in love with her and and happy with her because he did try later but that's after you know He'd hurt her feelings and she was gone. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he's not going to, you're not going to like find joy in those memories when yeah. you, you were an idiot to her. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a very much like, um, his mood swings in general. I was very hot and cold on him. Like there was a lot of times where I was like, oh, nice. Oh yeah. I like this. Oh, this is good. And then other times where I'm like, sir, calm down, <laughs> you know, or please stop. Um, any other thoughts on him? No. Okay. What did you make of the beauty and the beast of it all? Well, he wasn't ever super beastly to her. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, he was. But, like, in a real Beauty and the Beast story, he was kind of awful in the beginning, and then he softens. And in this one, he's, like, softer in the beginning, and then he kind of gets... <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, they really, uh, in terms of, like, the Beauty and the Beast connections, they really, like, ham it up on the locking her away in the castle yeah. kind of thing. Well, and the three-story library, which yeah. uh, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, that's always the best part. Um, but it's kind of like I said, I wish we had done a little less of the locked away in the castle. Um, and I kind of wonder if like trying to big up on the Beauty and the Beast connection is what made that happen longer and then if that's the case I I don't I wish that that had been less of the case um but I do I do always like a Beauty and the Beast retelling they're always kind of fun and I don't know if that's just because well and this one was actually kind of meta because they I mean, are aware. They literally talk about how it's a Beauty and the Beast thing. Yeah. And that was entertaining. Yeah. Um, how, oh, no. What did you think of him versus her debate? Did you get where he was coming from in terms of pushing her away? Was it just more annoying than anything? I got where he was coming from, and I guess it's the romance reader in me that was like, he's going to come around, so just come around already. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got where he was, I yeah, I got where he was coming from. He was just a bit too much of a martyr. Yes. Like, and, you know, it, when he was started, like, being mean to her because he wanted that to happen, I was just like, come on, dude. 
Don't, yeah. Don't be that way. I did write down this quote. He says, you make me hope like a goddamn idiot. You make me pray. You make my throat burn with the need to scream and beg God to give you to me, to treasure, to worship, to love until the end of my days. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it was, um, especially because she even like is trying to tell him like, I don't. Like, obviously, yeah, I'd like to have kids, but if that's not in the cards, I'd, you know, we'll figure something we else can out. go figure something else out. He's like, well, what about travel? She's like, we can travel with you in a wheelchair. It's like, you got a shit ton of money. You can make anything happen with money. <laughs> that's what she should have said. She didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. Um, and uh, I don't know. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I kept wanting them to say, get over it. Like, We'll make something work. Yeah. And um, stop, like, isolating, stop locking yourself away up in this castle and live your GD life, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I got where he was coming from. He's trying to protect her, blah de blah blah Well, especially, like, when he told Penny she needed to go to London and have a season and she got all upset and angry. And then she explained later, it's because... If I leave, you're just going to be here alone. And so he's, like, destroying the lives of people around him. And his servants were, you know, who really cared for him. Yeah. Were all hurt because he, you know, wouldn't do anything with his life. Yeah. And Yes. So when he starts hurting the lives of people around him, that's when I'm like, okay. Dude, Knock it off. Pull it together. Um, What did you make of the conflict and resolution? So conflict being... Him basically saying he, <laughs> I kept thinking he white fanged her. <laughs> he white fanged her, <laughs> which is it's from White Fang, obviously, but it's also from New Girl. Oh, <laughs> where <laughs> where he's like, go, just go. <laughs> She's like, are you white fanged? <laughs> so anytime anybody ever in a romance is like, just leave. I can't. I'm trying to protect they, you. Just they leave. Insult them. <laughs> yeah. Like really cut them so that they'll leave. <laughs> are you white fanging me? <laughs> are you white fanging me right now? Um, so that's what I kept thinking during that scene. Is <laughs> he's white fanging her. Um, uh, so what did you think when he white fanged her? <laughs> well, obviously, I was not happy. He was such a dictator when he. Um, it's like I'm. I'm bored with you now. Yeah. It's like. What? But you, I, uh, I knew that that was going to happen at some point where, you know, because yeah. he said, what, he kept saying, like, when I get bored of you, I'll, I'll tell I'll, you to leave. And, and I knew that there was going to be a moment where he's just like, I'm bored. Leave. Um, but. It's like, well, bro. and she had to know that too. But still, I'm glad she left. Here's, there's a moment where one of her friends tells her, like, because, you know, she's back in London after he's white fanged her. And, um. <laughs> She's all just like, I just don't understand. Da, 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 da. And one of her friends, which don't ask me which one because I can't keep him straight, uh, tells her maybe he thinks he's going to be a burden. And and she's like, what? No, he would never. Like, he's so proud and he indomitable. Was, I'm like, girl, have you... literally told her that. I know. Multiple I'm like, times. I'm like, have you been present for, like, the whole book? <laughs> um, And luckily, like, She's like, but then I thought about it and like, yeah, maybe that is the case. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Like this. Yes. Yes. This is very much. He's something. literally said it to you. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was like the only time where I, I got frustrated with her, where I was just like, 
really? Like, <laughs> this is a foreign concept to you? Um, I will say he gave good grovel. He did. Oh, that whole speech that he gives her when she comes back yeah. and she's at his place, you know, on his bed trying to seduce him. And that was that was good. I was kind of confused as to why the letters were happening. But then they explained it. He's just like, I didn't know what to say. So he would just say like mundane things. And yeah, it was kind of funny. I did like, though, when he just sent the one letter, just said, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But and that was at it. that point, I just wanted him. Okay, it's like okay, if you're sorry, show up and like let's get yeah. this going again. Um, but I I did appreciate that like those words, you know, came out of his pen yes. slash yes. mouth. Um, and yes, he he definitely like in that speech at the end where he's just like, in fact, I think I wrote it. Um, I wrote down this line from the speech that I liked where he said, "I'd been looking at you, me." us through the lens of impossibility when I should have looked at what was possible. And then he's just like, I should have thought about us laughing and traveling and, you know, and living laying on the floor together, talking about politics yeah, and, and climbing trees and doing all the stuff that like we can do and not thinking about all the stuff that we can't. And I, so, I mean, she has, there's really good yeah. lines in this. That one. was really a good, that whole little section yeah. was really Really good and well-written. Yeah. Because um, it brought me around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked that a lot. Um, and so I appreciated the end. I appreciated, like, he was pissing me off, but he did give good grovel, which is important to us as romance readers. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Well, it <laughs> So it took him a while to work up to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I kept like, even when he's not sure about if he can do things, I'm like, okay, well, there's other things we can okay. do. And you, you, <laughs> I don't think you're ignorant of those because you did some of them. Um, and <laughs> I'm thinking you could bring her, bring her pleasure and, you know, she won't worry about the other stuff. Yeah. Especially like. She hasn't done anything. Yeah, so and she's so like, no, no. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, like, you know, we can just try. <laughs> um, and, and, and I kept thinking, like, there's other stuff, because I knew that when he started doing other stuff, he was going to get turned on enough where he's going to be like, whoa, what's happening down what's here? It? Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello, friend. Hello, soldier. <laughs> um, Attention. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... I, I kept just, like, basically the whole book, I was like, can we freaking ha try to have sex already? Like, because this well, you was... you think that with every book we read. I know, that's true. <laughs> um, but it's such, like, it was such a hurdle for him, like, in terms of them being together that I just wanted them to overcome that. And they weren't even trying to overcome it. So I was just well, like, Well, and it seemed on. like it happened enough that he would think, hey... Oh. Oh. Oh, hello. Well, maybe, maybe this is something that can happen. What's, what's going on here? Um... I, um, I figured that he was going to, um, he was going to, that was going to be something that they got over. I would have also respected it not yeah, or being something. Something that was partial, you know, like. Yeah. Like sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Or it's a struggle, but we get it done. Yeah. I did almost kill him that one time. So I, I was a little worried about them. <laughs> Um, but I was still hopeful that they could find, you know. I was thinking, well, maybe you just, you're so backed up. You need to yeah. just I mean, let it loose. 
well, that's the thing. That's why I was like, uh, you know, doctor's orders, sir. Let's try to at least see if we can yeah. get something going down there. Um, but uh, they they apparently, spoiler alert, get it figured out. They do. And he can still produce. And he does. The, the, yes, the babes. The babes. Um, and so that's nice. I'm happy for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will say, and I highlighted it, I don't know if you picked up on it, but when she talks to the, um, Prussian courtesan, yeah, courtesan, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the Prussian prostitute. You are. Because she talks about how she's never had sex, but she's very knowledgeable. You are. You're a, pr- you're a Prussian courtesan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh, I love this for me. <laughs> this is your this is your thing now. You get to tell sweet young things how to have sex, and you've never had sex yourself. So bless your yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. I was telling a group of people about um, the guy at Target offering to go down on me, and they were like, how did that conversation... <laughs> And, and I was like, yeah, everybody always seems to question, like, why I let this go on as long as I did. Um, but I think he was really into the idea of, you know, popping the cherry. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. Um, so, much like the Prussian courtesan. <laughs> she must show up again. Probably. I bet she shows up. Well, because Ophelia's obviously is going to be with the guy who the Prussian courtesan talked about. Oh, yes. I remember? Yes. yes, yes, yes. So, I have a feeling that. The Prussian courtesan. <laughs> she had a name, and I don't remember. What, like it was a weird name too. It was like, like C something. Co- 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 Corin. Something like that. Corine. Anyway, um, so I should. I'm a Prussian courtesan. That's in that maybe that in my former life. And Coronite. And and <laughs> yes, I was a Prussian courtesan. That'd yeah. be pretty baller, actually. I'd be I'd be down with a that. A virgin Prussian courtesan. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe not for long. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> Us Prussian courtesans need our, <laughs> our cake, too. Um, what was your swooniest moment? I actually have one this time, so... Oh, my gosh. For once out of 100 and I liked episodes or whatever. Right? When she was climbing the tree, and so he went out there, and then they picnicked and just kind of hung out for the day, and I liked... That was sweet. I liked, I think I'm going to go with um, the cottage. Of course you are. Of course I am. I mean, first of all, it was pretty. (laughs) They didn't even do anything, though. Um, But it was pretty hot, like, when they're having to change in front of each other and stuff like that. Nice. Um, But also, like, the moment that I was like, oh, is when they're eating the apple and they just keep handing it off to each other and then there's the line about, like, there was was a a knife, knife, but they still just kept passing the apple back. We could have cut it in half. Yeah. And um, I just liked that. I really, it really bothered me that they were making a mess of his people's cabin while they're gone. And I, he's got money. That's I know, but I hope he doesn't forget to send someone over to fix that, <laughs> to clean it up, and maybe put some new clothes in there. Yeah, and new furniture that they got clean all the mud up muddy and, and yeah. I really, with. I, I see, that's you the imagine, kind of, that's you the kind of stuff that bothers me in a book. <laughs> you imagine coming home from your honeymoon and being like, "What the hell happened in here? <laughs> There's mud. <laughs> Our apples are all gone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
See, that's and there's stuff. this disgusting looking cake in the middle of the table. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> um, okay, so that's what we think. Let's hear from y'all. Sarah D. I don't know. I'm trying to distinguish. We have a lot of Sarahs, so I'm trying to distinguish. Uh, she says, this book got me out of a many months long reading slump. It was exactly what I needed. I forgot how much I enjoy a Beauty and the Beast trope. The premise reminded me a bit of Tessa Dare's When a Scott Ties the Knot, uh-huh, which is one of my all-time favorites. Same. Um, I really like Stacey Reed's writing style. I've already borrowed the next book in the series, and I look forward to reading more in the future. You'll have to let us know on what you think. Yeah. I was thinking that I could get the audiobooks, um... But there's future uh, listener comments that say to read the book. Stay away from the audiobook. Okay. So, um, Cassie says, I adored this book. The way the relationship between Kitty and Alexander developed was fragile and sweet and handled so well. This was a touching story of two people who are social outcasts finding themselves in each other. This was my third time reading, and it's still a favorite historical romance for me. I will say the other thing I really, and I meant to mention this earlier and I forgot, um, but the other thing I really appreciated about this book is that I think a different book would have had him show up all pissed off at her for like lying about their relationship, but I like that it kind of becomes like a, hmm, intriguing. I'm intrigued. <laughs> thing for him. And he's, well, I think he went there kind of thinking he would mess with her a little bit. Yeah. And um, then he started to like her, so he didn't. Yeah. Um, Sarah R says, this was a like for me. It was also, it also reminded me of When a Scott Ties a Knot. I really enjoyed Stacey Reed's writing style. I liked Kitty's chutzpah. I like a hero who is willing to forgo his own happiness in an attempt to make the heroine happy. We all know it won't make the heroine happy, but I still like the self-sacrifice. My main quibble would be with true love overcoming infertility plot point. Um, the author did a good job explaining the injuries so you would be open to the outcome as a modern reader, but I feel sometimes couples feel blamed slash shamed when they are dealing with infertility that this kind of plot line adds to that. It made me more uncomfortable and pulled me out of an otherwise enjoyable story. That being said, I will read more by this writer. Um, I can totally see that. And like I said, I would have been fine if it was... They figured out a way to... Well, and I think because it's a historical, I have a feeling stuff like that was misdiagnosed a lot more back then yeah. than it is well, now. Well, it's like he kept saying, he's like, well, you guys thought I wasn't going to walk, so yeah. obviously you don't know what that you're talking so about. So that kind of makes it a little more palatable, but I yeah. agree that if, especially if it had been a, a modern. modern romance, um, and then like, oh, all of a sudden, oh, they told me it couldn't work and now it's all working great. Yeah. So, um... I mean, we've talked about that very thing with some... Uh, modern day infertility. Yeah. Like, I think the, the friend zone, we kind of talked about that, because I think that one was an infertility that ended up... She got pregnant. Yeah, and it was kind of like, eh, I think there's a, you know, a space for having books that you don't overcome that, yeah, and yeah. you still find a way to be and that happy. That's, and that that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, especially, like, back then... Um, when adoption isn't this, like, huge, painful process to go through, um, I thought maybe that they would just find a kid You that... can just go find a poor kid on the street and take him home and... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I, I'm your mom now! <laughs> your 
but also <laughs> yeah like that's exactly there were just how... little orphans running around the street you just go pick the one you want yeah, yeah. i mean have you seen oliver twist or oliver or whatever it's called <laughs> well the book, um, the book is oliver the book twist. is oliver twist. the movie is oliver yeah yeah Oliver. And, he's a, and he's a cute little kid. Just go get him. Bring him home. That's pretty much what his it's cycle like, does. I'm looking for the most angelic, precocious child you. you. Um, now sing me a song and anyway. make me love it. But there's there's plenty of things that could have happened where they could have still been infertile and it would have been okay. Yes. And I even thought maybe that it was going to go down that road because it. she still kept mentioning, like, yeah, I want kids, but I'll be fine if, like, I don't. There's other things that I can do with my life other than... Yeah, and, um, or, like I said, if he just, like, it would just was a little more work to get it to work out, mm-hmm. he could always, you know, if they were too tired, he could just take care of her. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's but that's what I kept saying. It's we, like, we don't care if he, what happens for yeah, him, but I, we want to make sure she gets yeah, her, exactly. her just due. Yeah, perfect. Um, Precious says, read this whole series, read this two, read this one two times. I'd call this love. I remember my intense visceral read on my initial read. Um, dealing with infertility is tricky. Thought this book handled it well. Um, and she can't wait for the episode. Well, I hope we don't disappoint her. Yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) with our nonsense. Yeah. Megan says, it's been a while since I read this one, but I remember absolutely loving it. It made me wonder why I'd been sleeping on Stacey Reed for so long. Definitely goes on my good grovel list. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That whole speech he does is is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And Um, and again, like I really wanted him to have to go hunt her down in London, but I think they wanted her to go to Scotland so that they could, you know, be banging and (laughs) it would be okay. Yeah. And I, I do want to make it clear, like, obviously, I've expressed some um, criticism as to how I think things could have been handled differently, but I do think her writing is beautiful, like, and like I said, some of those speeches that he gives are, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, Top notch. And so, I'm not averse to Well, and like I said, you know, it was very close to a love for me. There's just those few little things that just yeah. kept it from... Um, and I definitely am interested in reading more from her, especially um, she's a uh, woman of color writing historicals, Ooh. which I always think is interesting. Yeah. And um, so I thought, yeah, good. And I always want to support more of that. Um, Ashley says, I read this when it first came out and liked it, but didn't love it. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but it just didn't connect with me. I'm hoping to reread it someday to see if my feelings change. Sometimes you just don't read the book on the right week for you to love it. Girl, we know that. Unfortunately, I knew I wasn't going to have the time to do that before the episode, but still wanted to give my opinion. One of my favorite covers, though. It is a good cover. It is a good cover. I love a good clinchy, like, historical cover. Yeah. But it always bugs me when it's like... He's supposed to be pretty badly scarred. The guy on the cover is not scarred. <laughs> is but like maybe it's the side of his face that's uh Sure, we'll go with that. I do like and this is not because he is side profiling on the cover. I know, but even his like his chest and down his side well, and everything. Side, it's the side. Villain. So maybe it's just um I will say like the Phantom of the Opera mask was such a turn off. I was like, <laughs> mm And I totally get her just being like, Can you take that thing off, please? <laughs> Like, I don't want to look at that Well, anymore. yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that look. Even, it would make you even stand out more and be weirder looking. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Rachel says, I really liked this one, but wish I'd skipped the audiobook and read it instead. The narration was delicate and breathy. It didn't seem true to the character's strength and humor, so it kept me at arm's length. Beyond that, the story still seemed well done, so I'll be checking out the rest of the series with my eyes, not my ears. <laughs> so that's what made me think that maybe I shouldn't get the audiobooks. Um, Tiernan says, I love this book and I love Stacey Reed's writing. Alexander and Kitty's love story was so sweet. I admire Kitty's love for her family and tender love for Alexander. They had some cute banter and they had great chemistry. What a fun twist on the beauty and the beast trope. I hope more people read her books. Um, I was kind of wondering if like the rest of the series was all going to have fairy tale tie-ins because you've got like the one girl described as Snow White. Yeah. Esque. You know, somebody, the Ophelia is like a songbird. That could be any of them. Um, I don't know. I was wondering if like the rest of them were also going to be. I don't know, Ellie. You're usually know, you usually know that stuff better than me. I know, but you, I can't stay on top of this stuff right now. Um, Amy says, well, hot dang. I really liked this book. I didn't want to repeat everything that has already been said. So I'll just say it was delightful and move on to a few quibbles. Quibble number one. She didn't know what the veiny penis statue was and she didn't know what it meant for him to be impotent, but she knew to grab his penis and jerk him off during the post boat sexy scene. Does she know what a penis is or not? <laughs> well, Fair point. You know, instinct takes over. <laughs> We're all born with that sense of, here's something I need to pull. <laughs> Bop it. Pull it. <laughs> pull it. Bop it. <laughs> uh, um, quibble two. Kitty said, a man as self-insured as an indomitable, this is my quibble too, uh, an indomitable as Alexander could never think he was a burden. He literally told her multiple times that he was afraid of holding her back and explained exactly why. I just think this quote is our place and not reflective of Qu Kitty's in out of place and not reflective of Kitty's intelligence. Totally agree. I agree also. Yeah. Um, quibble number three. His cock was an empty husk. Husk, ladies and gentlemen. Worst <laughs> word ever. Please excuse me while I wash my brain out. <laughs> there were a couple times I was like, eh. Listen, especially in the historical, some of the words that get used to describe a penis, I'm just like, gross. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's like, they're weird enough as it is. Like, let's not <laughs> add weird terminology <laughs> on top of them. Jeez, Ellen. <laughs> Don't hold back. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, uh, I will say my friend got me for my birthday and then I wore it yesterday. Uh, she got me a shirt. That says, um, I still read fairy tales. They're just dirtier now. <laughs> and this book is case in point. Yeah. It's a fairy tale. Husks. There are husks. <laughs> um, and all that. Uh, Jen says, I really liked this book. It was a wonderful Beauty and the Beast retelling. Kitty's plan to announce her engagement to the reclusive Duke was brilliant. I love how it amused Alexander and he followed her stories. I found it really sweet that near the end of the book when Alexander is courting Kitty by correspondence... The way she described in her made-up story. Oh. I look forward to continuing this series. Okay. So that's... There you go. Okay. That could have been, like, a little clearer, I guess. But maybe that's just A letter me. every day and flowers. Yeah. And... Maybe that's just me not... And I guess maybe she did mention that now that I think about it. Yeah. But it was just, like, a brief little thing. 
Yeah, and I was kind of trying to hurry through it, you guys, per usual for me. Um, Georgina. She's just trying to beat me finished. I like, do. Because I give her a hard time. Mom, because mom always comes in like on Saturday morning. She's like, have you started reading it yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And she's like, well, you better get a move on. I'm 50% through. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, she comes and checks me in later. I'm like, I'm at 70%. So back off, bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what I'm <laughs> And then she always finishes before me, and it just irritates me. But that's why she does it. Yeah, Just, it just is. to make me mad. I do. I, I, like to, I like to save it. To but I was very busy yesterday, and you had more time to sit and read than I did. I didn't have that much more time. Like, there's not a lot of time where I was reading and you weren't, or couldn't have been. Yeah, you were. All Lies. afternoon. Okay, whatever. Um, This isn't interesting to them. Georgina says, <laughs> just start bickering. <laughs> Such a delightful reread. This one is still a love for me the second time around. The main characters are likable and well rounded. Stacy does a great job at developing their relationship, going from curiosity to attraction to kissing friendship to love. Um, Kitty starts out a little closed off, but we see her let loose and fight for what she wants as the story progressive. And the Duke. Sigh. I will never get enough of witty, tortured heroes. One of the aspects I liked the most from this character was his relationship with his sister. I applaud the author's choice of giving the hero a non-war-related injury because it serves the, du the double purpose of giving us backstory but also showing us how much he cares for his family. My spooniest moment has to be the tree scene. Thank Same you. With mom. A tiny pet peeve I, ha I had was her friend group. I didn't connect with any of the future main characters, so I'm not sure if I want to continue this series. I really liked this author's style, and I'd love to know if you'd recommend any other books from her. We can't, but... I'm sure people can. Other people maybe can. Um, but I agree that, like, it's not the best introduction to the other friends. The, um... <clears throat> I did like that whole backstory of when he like was on opium and laudanum and just in a really dark place, and then Penny just came in and said, "I need, you, I need you. You gotta stop this, bro." Yeah, um, and that—that's what makes him kind of like pull his get his act together. Yeah, but man, like especially like I said back then, you would just like being in pain all the time. Like, yeah, just get, and that—that's like, the oh, only thing that's fast. available to you is those like. Highly yeah. addictive, you know, o opioids, straight, uncut <laughs> drugs, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Shannon says, I love a good historical with a heroine who takes her future into her own hands. Society be damned. And I really love a hero that loves her for it. Kitty is so strong and dutiful, but will not accept her lot in life. Alexander is so closed off that only Kitty, only for Kitty would he ever have found happiness do, definitely inspired by Beauty and the Beast since Stacey Reed added it to the story. But I also found inspiration from Phantom of the Opera with Alex's max presence at the ball and looking down upon Catherine. My only quibble is her listening to him when he sent her back to London. I would have preferred her to stand her ground and tell him, no, Duke, you are not getting rid of me that easily, rather than her believing his lies. She should have called his bluff and stood naked before him earlier. <laughs> Seemed a bit too much added angst that wasn't really needed. Uh, Kitty knew she was Alexander's. She just had to show him. Yeah. I kind of, like, um, some of that stuff towards the end start, like, while I thought that the him sending letters and stuff was cute, but... Um, some of that felt a little drawn out. Yes. Um, 
Ruthie says, really good one. I read it a few weeks ago, so bear with me on my memory. First of all, I remember being surprised that Alexander didn't get offended at her lies, but instead he was intrigued. I'm not really into a scheming and manipulative heroine who is, but I'm glad he saw her motives as altruistic instead of greedy. Also, that cabin or rain scene was super hot. Ruthie gets it. It's been a while since I've read a historical that pulled me fully into the world, but for some reason it wasn't a full love and didn't make me go gobbling up Stacey Reed books. Nothing wrong with it, though. Yeah, I'm with you there, Ruthie. Um, and then finally, Gail says, this was a like for me and also a good change from reading so much contemporary. I thought the Beauty and the Beast trope was a bit overdone, so much so that even the characters had to point it out to us. But I did really like all of the characters, especially Alexander and Kitty. They had a bit of insta-love, but I think where I really fell in love with them as a couple were their letters. Those were definitely my swooniest moment. The trope, the hero can only be aroused by one woman, one woman was a bit much for my taste, being either too unrealistic or too extraordinary based on their medical knowledge. Overall, I thought it was about three stars, but I'm glad I read it just to have uh, read a historical romance author that I've not read before. Yeah. That was part of why I think I included on the list. New historical author for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so am I to understand... I know that he was paying for their house that they were staying in, and he mm -hmm. sent them a carriage and a mm -hmm. and some all the dresses that they were getting for all these balls. Was he paying for those, or where was that? I think from? she was getting those. But I think what it was is like lines of credit were getting opened to her that wouldn't have been opened to her because like she's going to come into money. So people are like, okay, yeah, we'll give you some credit, um, and. I guess she was just hoping they'd figure that out. I think it just, you know, she kept saying, oh, I owe him so much money. And it just seemed like they just kept spending more money. And I was like, okay, then back off. Yeah. Um, final thoughts, Mom, on this book. Um, you know, as always, we've dogged on it because that's just easier stuff to talk about. I did really like it. Yeah. Um, Same. I, I, I only... Um, I, I think where I came down on it is I only felt like there was some potential that didn't get some fully missed opportunities really fully realized. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked the premise and them falling in love. I thought was sweet. And there's definitely like some really sweet swoony moments in there that I enjoyed. I agree. Okay. So. Those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and our Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On September 26th, we will be chatting about Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Welcome, Ellen. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.